your favorite cartoon characters will help you understand how drugs and alcohol can ruin your life. So watch the program. Talk about it with your family. Elf will not be seen tonight. Uh, we intended to make this a uh, a double duty episode where we look at two at once, but uh, we babbled for quite a while about Garfield. So let's see if we can babble for another hour about Snoopy. Yeah, well, there's so much to be said about uh, Snoopy. Yes. Um, or, um, no. you know, everyone's favorite dog, yeah. everyone's favorite beagle. Um I always think of this one time that I was in a, a bookstore and there was a book of like like 40 years of Snoopy and I heard this teenage girl go over to it and open the book and she started singing Snoopy not your average dog and I don't know what that comes from but cuz that was not the title of the book but she <laughs> she had this little Snoopy song that as far as I can tell she made up just for just for the occasion of opening Snoopy Wow. I mean, that's dedication. That's it a is. real Snoopy fan right yeah. there. Hardcore Snoop head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real Snoops. No. Um, <laughs> Snoopy. Hang on. Hang <laughs> on. Snoopy. Um, man. But like everybody loves that Snoopy. The yep. Snoopster. Snoop doggy dog. Yep. Um, if, or as he's known in Germany, Carl Brown und der verrückte Hund Snoopy. Snoopy, so, the Ferocious Hound. Snoopy, the Snoopy, the, f- the um, Ferocious Hound. <laughs> no, no, the Crazy Dog Snoopy. Oh. Uh, but anyway, we are uh, speaking today of a Charlie Brown special that uh, called "It's Magic, Charlie Brown." Yes. And th- this is probably one of the strangest. Peanut specials of all, I think. Yeah. And we've seen some pretty strange peanut specials. We've seen Yeah. We've seen Snoopy's live action uh, ice skating spectacular. We've seen Snoopy playing the role of a big plush dog with no name that made its way across the state line or something. But this is this is the one where uh halfway through it turns into one of my favorite Pee-wee's Playhouse episodes. <laughs> Wait, how so? Uh, because there is a Pee-wee's Playhouse episode with the exact same plot, which is that during a magic show, Pee-wee gets turned invisible. Oh, how does he solve that problem? Uh, not in the not in the way that this one did. What happened was, yeah, Pee-wee had Pee-wee sent away for a magic set, and he puts on a magic show for his friends. And the last trick is to make himself disappear. And then it's revealed that he didn't just didn't actually disappear; he just turned invisible. But and after he's had some fun playing pranks, uh, being invisible, somebody says, "Well, what if you can't come back?" 
So he goes to his magic book and the instructions say something like, to become invisible again, just send forty nine ninety five to the magic company. Allow six to eight weeks for yeah. delivery. <laughs> that that's pretty funny, actually. It is, yeah. And so and they're you know, Conky and Magic Screen are doing the calculations and finding that, yeah, this this magic is gonna keep you invisible forever. So he ends up using his wish from Jombie to turn visible again, but Jombie is like, that's not a good idea, Pee-wee. You shouldn't mix different forms of magic. And but he but he ends up making the wish and uh he becomes visible except for his head. Well, that's kind of important. Yeah, it is. But it leads to the great moment where he uh answers the door for the salesman. He was like, I'm going door to door to And fi- finally, they managed to uh, get his head back up, back on his shoulders, just in time to for the ending credits. Oh well, that's good. That <laughs> actually sounds um, that sounds like actually a better use of this concept than we get from Peanuts. To be yeah. honest, it's weird to me that two separate things considered the idea that a magician can turn you invisible. Is that is that yeah. from something? Um, not that I can think of. I mean, I guess. If if you're going to do magic, like what traditionally kind of things do you do with magic? You know, like, um, well, I mean, technically, it's weird because like you can do anything with magic, right? Yeah, like because I mean, it's it's not you know it's it's fantasy. You can do anything with magic, but very tr- but there are certain things I think that traditionally we associate with magic, like and, and people do a lot. Like for example, um, levitation. Yeah. Rabbit out of the hat, you know. Um, so you make things appear. You you levitate things. You can, um, yeah, you know, like those are some of the big ones. Um, I always know when I read like old timey magic books, like not stagecraft magic, but like you read old grimoires. Oh, that kind. Of you know, yeah. like that kind of thing. Like you know, because I've got a I got a bunch of grimoires here, um, which you know are all like hoaxes written in like. Uh, 1890 that claimed to be like you know from ancient Egypt or something right, right. but but the one of the main things that you'll find in them is just being like this is a magic spell to find hidden treasure like that's a big one everyone was looking for hidden treasure everyone thought there was hidden treasure everywhere so I guess that's like so much magic seems to be dedicated to like finding these yeah, buried they, troves they took the name of that Calvin and Hobbes book way too seriously yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's why did Kelvin ever get into like magic? I don't remember if he ever did. Magic? Feels like uh well, not... kind of like uh hey dad, how does the lamp work? Magic. It's true. I mean, I think Calvin was more he was more into science, but like, you know, science advanced enough that it was indistinguishable from magic. Yeah. So you could transmogrify stuff and Yeah, the um, transmogrifier gun know. was not magical. It worked, but it worked on telepathy. You know, what's the difference? Man, I I remember as a kid that was what got me into Calvin Hobbes the first time, the t- the transmogrifier gun cuz I was I was I had to I was like I need to find out how this the storyline ends cuz <laughs> Cause, cause I'm a furry. So I was just like a gun that turns you into like animals. Wow. I can't believe they're allowed to do this in the newspaper. You know, <laughs> um, you think somebody but, would say uh, something. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, oh, am I allowed to? Should I be reading this? I do. <laughs> um, Fanning yourself, pinching your cheeks. Yeah, I was just like, oh, my stars and garters. Oh, my, <laughs> these modern co- these modern newspaper strips. Oh, my good golly gosh. Oh, <laughs> fiddle dee dee. Um, but... <laughs> Anyway, um, but um, uh, Peanuts, sorry, the Snoopy does magic. What's weird about this this Peanuts special to me is kind of how normal it is because it it's like a very, like everything about it feels like if you saw anyone other than Peanuts doing it, you would be like, oh yeah, that's a pretty normal special, right? Right. But... Uh, but when you do with peanuts, it it becomes extremely strange because first of all, it's the only peanuts special, uh, I think, that has some sort of supernatural element going on. Uh, yeah, unless you count that one that we watched that that might have had Linus falling in love with a ghost. Right. I actually was thinking about that one too. Um, that that's the only other one that I can think of that might have something like that happening. Though that one was a little more subtle. Yeah. Uh, so it's up to interpretation. This one, it's pretty obvious that, that Stoopy is literally doing magic. Um, he, he goes to, cause, cause basically Charlie Brown is like, I I'm sick of you being a dog and doing <laughs> dog things. I, here's my library card, go to the library and like improve yourself. And it's like, it's like, Charlie Brown, I don't know. First of all, Charlie Brown. <laughs> first of all, Snoopy is a dog. Um, and you are literally always complaining that you wish you had a normal dog like everyone else. So why are you encouraging this all of a sudden? Uh, but Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown is like... He wants. You know, he's, he he's, really doesn't. He wants Snoopy to be normal until Snoopy has the chance to shine, and then he supports him 100%. I guess he just wants Snoopy to not fail at whatever he does. Uh, I mean, I guess that's admirable. You know, he um, wants him to, you know, if you can't stay in your lane, I want you to shine as hard as you can. All right, I'll give I'll give Charlie Brown some credit for that. Um, so Charlie Brown wants wants Snoopy to go to the library, and so Snoopy does that, checks out a book on magic and becomes a magician which is i guess a fine way to to set these events in motion yes um it's it's funny that it's like charlie round being like oh uh i you you go you better go and learn something it's like well that's not okay sure um anyway oh, what, so he gets a book up? on yeah it's like what are you gonna do it's a dog um so snoopy gets a book on magic and it's it just says how to do magic, right? The book. Yes. And it's, you know, I, I was, you know, I'm thinking that it's going to be a stage magic book and it is, but this is also from the perspective of stage magic being real. Yes. Um, which is, yeah. Uh, it, it, which is interesting. Um, now later in, uh, so he does the mad. Well, actually no, because he does a bunch of magic. He puts on a magic show for all the kids and it appears that he's most that the only trick. Well, I don't know. 
because do any of these tricks do they actually work other than the one he does on Charlie Brown? Because he uh, does. Let's see. Yeah, he puts. Yeah, he puts uh, Franklin in a box and tries to pierce him with a pole, which gets Franklin leaping out screaming. So that and, one doesn't work. Yes. He puts uh, Peppermint Patty in the box in the box that you can rearrange, but he doesn't rearrange it. She rearranges herself. It's real. This is really weird. Mm. You know, this is yeah. this is the only uh, magic trick that I actually know how you can do because Penn and Teller demonstrated it. Oh, how do you do it? Oh, in the well, what Penn and Teller did was they showed they did this trick where uh, Teller got into a stack of three boxes and. Penn picked them up and redistributed them around the uh, stage and Teller's Teller's head, arms, and legs all reached out of the box to wave at the audience and then they put him back together. Mm -hmm. And then they revealed how... Then they did it again a second time using transparent boxes but also a transparent stage that showed how what Teller was doing was slipping down into the stage, sliding down to where Penn put... Put the uh, he put the head box down and popping his head out, and then put him, and then waving through the uh, through the hand box, and then sticking his legs out through the leg box, and then sliding back to where Penn was stacking the boxes up again. Oh, uh, actually, that is a credit to them. That's actually more complicated and clever than I expected. I just thought they'd have like other guys being the legs and and. And, and uh, arms sticking out and just have him being in the head box. Yeah. They went to a lot of trouble for it. Not least of which being that they have, that this is a musical act and there's a song that goes with it. And then there's a different version of the song about how it's all a ripoff. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think I might've seen, or, or I, I think I might've heard about this. This yeah. sounds kind of familiar. Um, Probably when my wife was obsessed with Penn and Teller, yes, she showed I do it to me or that. something. Yeah, um, but uh, well, you know, they are the Mad Men of Magic, mm -hmm. so um, the bad they're good. At, magic. They're good at magic. Yeah, they're good at magic. Bad at politics, but good at magic. Yeah, so. you know, I mean, I think a lot of magicians are bad at politics. I mean, that's why yeah. you get into magic. You know, yeah, stay in your lane, magicians. Yeah. Well, why today's, are you talking about politics? Today's catchphrase, oh, oh. stay in your lane. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's like if a, a magician is all like, well, you know, oh, why don't we make that, uh, you know, why don't we make that deficit disappear? Oh, thanks, magician. Yeah, that's easy for you. That's easy for you. <laughs> Get out of my face. I don't want to hear it anymore. God. Anyway, um, so Snoopy, Magic he does... Yeah, so magic. So Snoopy does the magic. He does rearrange Pepper and Patty. It, uh, wrong, but he he makes her head go someplace. Yeah, you know, he puts her. Yeah, things. he puts her head under her feet, among other things. And it's yeah. Usually, usually this trick doesn't work that way. Usually, you don't actually see the person cut into several segments. Yeah, so uh, I assume it means he's actually done the tricks, done the magic, um, and he does levitate Lucy, I think, right? Yes, and then she falls out of it. But I mean, you know, ma you know, you know, he said he did magic. He didn't say he did magic forever. Yeah, um, and he does a thing where he's blindfolded and he somehow knows what object Sally is pointing to. What I think is, I, I think that's really funny because uh, you know. 
Snoopy doesn't actually say it. He just mutters it to Marcy and then she says it. So it's like, you know, Marcy can can clearly see what's happening. Oh, you're right. I didn't even I didn't even pick up on that. What is what a scam. No wonder <laughs> that kid is yelling it's a ripoff. <laughs> yeah, this is one kid who keeps screaming that it's a ripoff and Snoopy breaks his magic tricks over his head. I mean, the kid's not wrong, though. Yeah. What I think is really funny is that in between every trick, Snoopy is just running back to his book to see how the trick is done. It's like, did, you, <laughs> you probably should have prepared practice? a little more. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I feel like he, um, he probably should have, uh, you know, had that in the bag before he decided to put on a big magic show for everyone. Yeah. And he um, shreds Linus's blanket, too. As part yeah, that a, one doesn't work at all. Yeah, part of a cut and restored trick, but he doesn't do the restoring part. He just turns it into uh, strips as, as, as Linus is forced to watch as his most treasured possession is destroyed as everyone laughs. This is, this is the kind of thing that... Uh, this is the kind of thing that fetishes come from, honestly. <laughs> yeah, poor Linus. Um, well, uh, but the bit, the major thing is then at the end of the show, he makes Charlie Brown invisible and then it rains. So everyone runs home and the show basically ends early. Yeah. And Charlie Brown never gets made visible again. Um, and... So now Charlie Brown is invisible, uh, which close again, as we all, said, presumably closing all with those and all. Um, so Charlie Brown is not. Ha well, here's the thing is it is funny that like Charlie Brown in very Charlie Brown fashion immediately only sees the negatives in this. Because <laughs> like, I mean, look, if, if I was invisible, obviously, I don't think I'd like it long term but like i could see some advantages to it yeah you know i mean definitely you could have some fun with that but charlie brown's first thing is immediately like i have to wander the earth as a lost soul <laughs> so it's like come on charlie brown i mean literally in fact you know he learns through the special that there is one very specific advantage to being invisible and that's that he can kick the football when Lucy's got it teed up because she doesn't know he's there. Yeah, she just tees um, it up for nobody. She doesn't see him anywhere near her. Yeah, like, I guess I understand they had to do that for reasons of plot, but, like, she does that multiple times in this episode. She's just like, yeah, I'm just going to tee the football for, for funsies. No reason, you know? There's no one here to kick it. I think I'll just do this. And it's like, okay, I, I guess that's how she gets her jollies. Yeah. But, you know, she's just, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna tee tease anyone who happens to be nearby. Maybe she doesn't just do it to Charlie Brown. Maybe she does it to everyone. I mean, yeah, I mean, that would scan. She's kind of a bitch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so she, but, but Charlie Brown, yeah, he's, he's going to be a lost soul. So he, he wants Snoopy to, uh, make him visible again. So first Snoopy and... tries to wash the invisibility off of him, which is pretty funny. You just, you end up with this big clout, clot of suds shaped like Charlie Brown, but that's no help. Yeah. So then they try, then he tries to like, he puts mud all over Charlie Brown and dries it, and that yeah. doesn't work either. This is a creepy scene. If you watch this outside of the context of, 
you know, just making this Charlie Brown golem that comes to life. <laughs> yeah. And then, then his his final thing, they can't think of anything else, is just to put a sheet over Charlie Brown and give him big clunky shoes. Yeah. Which he wears over his regular shoes that yeah, are invisible, I guess. So. I guess. Yeah. Um, Has Charlie Brown been nude uh, this whole time? Maybe. You know, he does have clothes on later on when he uh, gets turned visible. But uh, we don't know how much time has passed during his invisibility days. He may have at some point taken them off, you know, and put them back on. Um, and of course, the who first, knows? whenever something happens to Charlie Brown, Sally immediately moves into his room. So I got to wonder how shitty is Sally's room? Does she live like under the <laughs> stairs like Harry Potter? <laughs> it's just uh, Charlie Brown's room is just so sweet. Yeah. Uh, he is a firstborn son, so I assume he got first dibs. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, then let's see. So um, we do get to see the inside of Snoopy's like TARDIS doghouse in this special. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I don't know if this is the first or only time that we see it, but um, I'm sure we've seen it in other things. But this is the first time I remember seeing it. Yeah, he's got, let's see, what has he got here? He has got a whole bunch of awards, a bunch of sports equipment, some lockers. You know, of course, the one thing mm. he doesn't have in his doghouse is a bed. Well, yeah, yeah, because he just sleeps on top for reasons. Yeah. So then he goes to uh -huh. his, you know, big alchemy lab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um... And yeah, this is where he tries to uh, concoct a uh, a cure for Charlie Brown's invisibility, which um, the the book does mention. Interesting, because he's looking at the book, right? Yeah. And it and we actually do get to see uh, some of the words of the I guess reverse invisibility spell. Yeah. You don't really. It's hard. It's hard to read them, but it does mention like what three drams of belladonna or something. Yeah, oh, nightshades. Two beakers full of the juice of the nightshade mixed into a dram of diluted Oxnard. Oxnard? Uh, the city? Well, Where the battle Yeah, I don't live? know what... I, I have no clue. Well, yeah, I, I know Oxnard is a city. Um, let me look this up. Oxnard really the is the plant? Ox? Yeah, I know where it is. Oh, my wife is said that she's going to be helpful and yelling that Oxnard is Southern California. I am aware of that. Yeah, I, that's not okay. That's not important to this. Uh, I'm trying to see Oxnard. What? What? Yeah. What? I'm looking up any trying to find anything to do with Oxnard. What is? What is this thing in Oxnard? Um, or what is this? What is? What is Oxnard? Other than a city. Where does Oxnard get its name? Yeah. Um, let's see. Maybe that will tell us. Uh, okay. Oxnard. Oxnard. Oh, it was named after Henry T. Oxnard. Oh. Okay. Well, that's not very helpful. Oxnard Disambiguation. Will that help me? Oxnard. It's also an album by Anderson Pack and a Hamtaro character. So oh. I... Who knows what Oxnard is? Maybe Charles Schultz made it up the way he made up, like, I don't know, Needles, California. Yeah, I guess um, so. Like, but, okay, Oxnard comes from the Old English oxenherd, a, com a compound of oxen and herd, meaning an ox herder. 
Okay, that so, is also so a dram hmm. of an ox herder. Okay, um, yeah, that that okay, good job, Charles Schultz. Um, I, none um, of that makes any sense, but oh, sorry, I am reminded something? of the recipe for the powder of life from the Land of Oz, the same stuff that uh, brought uh, Jack Pumpkinhead and the Gump to life. The oh, what uh. Let's see. Among other things, it calls for the wing of a yellow butterfly, a a gill of water from a well that has never seen daylight, and a drop of oil from a live man's body. And that that last one kind of confuses them for a while because when they're trying to make it, because they're like, well, it doesn't say blood; it says oil. Where does where do you find oil in a live man's body? And the way they get around this is they happen to meet the Tin Woodsman just as he's been oiled. And they get catch a drop that falls falls from his elbow. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Because I would think, yeah, I would just assume like oil is like, yeah, you know, like you know, acne. Yeah, grease. just squeeze it out of your skin. Yeah, yeah, but uh, that's definitely a, a less nasty way of going about it. So um, to do the Tin Woodsman's thing. Um, so Oxnard, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that this is it's not very clear what Oxnard is, but I do know what Nightshade is. So um yeah. it's funny that yeah, that uh, it's like oh, sorry? It's a potato. Yeah, actually uh, it is. Uh, potatoes are a nightshade. Mm-hmm. So um, are tomatoes. So that's right. So are uh, peppers, in mm-hmm. fact, uh, which I didn't realize until recently that uh, peppers are also nightshades. Um and uh, I guess tobacco is. I think th- I think a lot of the fruits we eat are actually from the nightshade family. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm I'm going to assume that uh, when it talks on nightshade in this context, it's probably referring uh, referencing deadly nightshade. Belladonna. Mm. Um, just yeah, just because I'm assuming because traditionally deadly nightshade is you know a very common ingredient in witches. Uh, brews both in like fiction you know they're always talking about a nightshade and um in not ac- not real life because they don't exist in real life mm-hmm. but you know in like uh, folk magic usually nightshade is associated with with witchcraft because it was one of the things you would use in flying ointment mm-hmm. so which indicates that yeah snoopy has got this book that is not just stage magic but also has like traditional diabolical witchcraft in it as well yeah <laughs> which <laughs> which is kind of amusing um it says how to and that's why magic. it doesn't say how to fake magic it just says how to perform it <laughs> it's good that it's got all the different kinds of magic in there yeah. you know so i guess uh it's not paying attention to zombies uh warning not to mix different kinds the magic of illusion. <laughs> but uh, this is um, so Snoopy. He 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 managed to blow stuff up a lot in his lab. Like a lot of his things seem to, you know, do that cartoon thing where if you mess something up, it's going to cause an explosion. Yeah, that, that causes a chain reaction, and he just watches his entire lab explodes and heads for the hills. As it looks like his ha- whole house is going to blow up, but it stays together. After shooting off some fireworks. Yeah. He had a um, magic wand ma- earlier, but I don't see what happened to it. Oh, yeah. Um, I guess... Yeah, we don't see that again, do we? Yeah. Because once once he starts like uh, trying to cure 
Charlie Brown, he just uses his fingers. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing the he's doing the Mandrake thing where he gestures hypnotically. <laughs> yeah. Um so he does make Woodstock like different parts of Woodstock grow big. Yeah. Not you any know? interesting parts, but no, no, it's definitely like, I'm sure, I'm sure that some kids watched that and like got a fetish from it. Yeah. They were like, Oh my, <laughs> you know, so okay. the woods, okay. and then this is my thing. Can, can you be a bird with a really big head for just a second? Yeah. It was like, just imagine like being like, yeah, the, the, per like the, um, uh, dating someone who got their fetish from this. And we're like, Oh, just pretend you're like, pretend you're like Woodstock, but with like gigantic feet. And then they're going to get small. And then your head will get big. And like, it's like, all right, well, you know, like to say, you gotta be a giving partner. Yeah. Um, giving in game. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that like, if you work at a phone sex line, you probably get like a lot of requests like that. You know. <laughs> Um, though maybe not specifically for Woodstock's giant feet, but I mean, Hey, there's that one guy who got his fetish from King size Canary and his entire yep. like thing is asking people like, can you, can you draw? What if, a, a, what if like you eat like plant food and got real big? Okay. Does it have to be plant food? Yes. It has to be plant food. Yep. Eat the plant food. Um, you have to recite the line. You have to say the line. What if, what if you bought like a lot of Wonder Bread? What if you just bought all the Wonder Bread? <laughs> I just think that'd be interesting if you bought Wonder Bread. Or what if you were Ray Orbison and I covered you with cling wrap? <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, anyway, classics. Uh, you gotta love when there's a fetish of one. One person in the entire world with that thing. Um, the loneliest what if you were a Pac-Man character anyway. and I chomped you and left you in a big pile? <laughs> man do you think that there are more people who have fetishes for being left in a pile after they're chomped or just being floating eyes when they're chomped uh the only person i've seen so far has been into the uh into the pile hmm um hmm i guess that's what happened in the cartoon right yeah they didn't yeah okay i guess in the cartoon they couldn't have pac-man actually die in the really creepy way he does in the game where his uh, mouth goes backwards as he sort of swallows himself. Yeah. He just kind of like, he kind of just seems like he, um, he get yeah. When he gets chomped, it's just like, he just kind of like gets lethargic. Yeah. He just kind of turns into a melted heap. Yeah. Uh, man. Um, well, um, I guess it makes sense. Like people would probably more likely get the fetish from the cartoon than the video game. Yeah. Nobody gets car gets, uh, you know, when you're playing a video game, you're too invested in the game to, uh, get, get all that hot. That's why most of the fetish art of video game characters has nothing to do with what they actually do in the game. That's true. Um, I can't really think of too many fetishes that come specifically from video games or at least, not old ones. I mean, maybe nowadays it's different because, you know, they have so many cutscenes. that the kids, you know, yeah. they watch. I don't know. They, they, I don't know. The kids are but the or kids like, you know, the cut scenes. Oh, they don't. Yeah, well, the they're probably too busy. Mm. Go, yeah, go they're on. Yeah, they're too busy watching Skibbity Toilet. They're not watching important things like like, you know, the Ballad of Gay Tony or whatever. <laughs> well, that was like 15 years <laughs> oh, ago you know, now. Actually, you know what? I bet kids do get fetishes from video games because they all love, they love, you know, the, the Five Nights at Freddy. Oh, yeah. You know, that, again, that gets always, all the kids I horny. I always see fe 
Well, I mean, I guess I, I'm seeing, you know, I'm searching for what I like and seeing Five Nights at Freddy's. You know, I don't know what the Five Nights at Freddy's specific fetishes are for being crammed into a suit, I guess. I guess, but, uh, you know, yeah, but I guess that's the problem is like, if you saw someone who's into that, it's like, well, they're clearly just a furry, you know, yeah. it's like, oh no, I'm in an animal suit. And it's like, it, yeah, you know what? If you didn't get that from five nights of Freddy's, you were going to get it from somewhere. I mean, well, you are just, you're just destined to be a furry. So I guess we never see what happens when they get crammed into the suit. Cause uh, the implication is that they're like found dead afterward inside the uh, animatronic. Yeah, because that's like the end of the game, I think, if, if that happens yeah. to you. Um, so, I, yeah, I've never yeah, seen I, anyone whose fetish is to be like a dead body found with its feet sticking out of a fursuit's mouth. But Not yet, if, but just you know, wait. If, that's, if this is your fetish, please uh, respond to us on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want to hear from you. Um, we're, we want to know more, but... Okay, so... Um, Five minutes while we were talking about video games. Oh, uh, fetishes from uh, It's Magic, Charlie Brown. Uh, the big feet thing. So we get some giant feet. We get giant head. Um, then Snoopy, uh, he goes around like doing the, the wiggle hand thing. He, yeah, he doesn't he know where Charlie turning, Brown is. Turning everything visible in sight. Yeah, it's like, I, I feel like it's not the most efficient way to do this. It's like, maybe just wait till Charlie Brown comes back. It's yeah. not like he's going to wander that far, you know, yeah, but, doesn't. but by um, now Charlie Brown is having fun because he has snuck up and kicked the football and taunted Lucy about it. Lose something. Maybe you should hold on to it. Ha ha. Yeah. When we said that this was, uh, one of the strangest peanut specials, this is part of it is that, uh, like Charlie Brown, actually kicks the football yeah. and i think this is the only time it ever happens in peanuts um i i remember because like towards the end of his career and life people were asking if uh charles schultz would allow charlie brown to kick the football before the strip ended and he basically said like nope ain't gonna happen you know that would be violation of the spirit of charlie brown for him to ever win so did you read the um, uh the last football strip Oh, did he actually kick it? Uh, we don't know. Because <laughs> what happened was that uh, uh, Lucy was watching TV and she was like, oh, I've got to do that thing with Charlie Brown, but this show is really good. Here, rerun, you do it. But don't forget to pull the ball away, okay? <laughs> so it, And it just stays on her watching TV. And she's like, I didn't hear an arg and a thud. What happened? <laughs> and rerun comes back in with the football and she says, well, did you pull it away? I'll never tell. Oh, okay. Well, credit to Schultz. That's a, um, th that's, a, that's a good way to, to do it. I think. Yeah. Cause Leave it's it ambiguous. still not Lucy. Yeah. It's still not, still not the ball that Lucy teed up for him. I mean, but it's, you know, Charlie Brown might've gotten to kick a football held up by a Van Pelt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I think that's probably, you know, a, a good way to please, you know, as many people as possible with this mm -hmm. while staying true to, um, you know, what he's all about. Um, I wonder, uh, if how Charles Schultz felt about this special, because, you know, I, maybe the fact that it involves invisibility is like, yeah, it's, it, 
kind of cans that works that Charlie Brown would succeed in kicking it. Um, it's just odd to see Charlie Brown so happy, you know? Yeah, it's it's not because, yeah, at the end, Charlie Brown is, in fact, quite happy because he did get to, even if she saw him coming later and did pull it away from him. Yeah, that's an even stranger thing, I feel, because Charlie Brown is such a fucking sad sack and it's so easy to depress him. Because remember, there was that other thing we watched where, like, literally someone says, hey, what's your name, Charlie Brown? And he's like, it's Charlie Brown. And they're like, look at the kid with a weird name. And Charlie Brown is just like, I want to die. And it's like, really, Charlie Brown? That's that's why are you letting it get to you? It's yeah. like really, you know, so it's very easy to to get Charlie Brown morose. But in this one, because he does kick the football uh, while he's invisible and gloats about it. And we never get to see Charlie Brown gloat about anything, even in the rare occasions when, when things aren't like terrible for him, like, you know, uh, the only other time I can think of is when he won that spelling bee and he was like kind of happy and sitting there while, while Linus was fanning him with a piece of paper. Um, well, there was a time he got uh, invited to the Halloween party and did that ridiculous little dance. No, that's true. That's true. So he occasionally gets to be happy. Um, this is, this is just a time when like, Maybe it's, you know, we don't get to see, but him, him like taunting Lucy, uh, is, is definitely like a new one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, he, he gets turned visible. No, later in the special, Lucy is like, well, I think I'll tee up this football for fun, you know, while no one's around just, just to practice. Cause I need practice in teeing up a football. And yeah. then, uh, apparently, I mean, you know. Maybe she does. I mean, rip to her, but I'm different. I, I find it quite easy to tee up a football, but well, apparently Lucy has difficulty. So I mean, I've, she's I've practicing. Never, I mean, I've never been able to uh, kick a football where you were holding it, but, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, that's because, well, you know what? If if we ever get in the situation, believe me, I'm actually really good at teeing up a football. Um, you would not have any trouble kicking it. All if right. I if this I time held it, kick that football clear to the moon. Yeah, yeah. So next time we're together, I'll tee up a football and definitely come running, come running and just like kick it. I'm not gonna pull it away. I, I mean, I've got a signed aff- I've got a I've got a written affidavit here that says that I'm not gonna pull away that football. Is it notarized? Don't. Uh, 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 don't, uh, 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 moving on. Um, but, um, the, uh, but this, so, so Snoopy is wandering around blasting things with his, with his visibility rays. Yes. While Charlie Brown is sneaking up to kick the football. And he does, so he gets Charlie Brown. And then Charlie Brown very slowly becomes visible in pieces. Yeah. Like, I think his mouth is visible first. And then yeah, like his the, head. Like the Cheshire Beagle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so Lucy turns and just sees this floating head coming at her. And then arms and legs and very slowly coming visible. It's all <laughs> in slow motion as he's doing it. So it's, they, they draw it out. And then yeah, as just, he... Uh, so it's just Charlie Brown's torso floating toward him. She's like, ah, Charlie Brown has become an Aswang. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh no, if only I had a... If, 
If only I had a whip made from the spine of a stingray. <laughs> I guess not. I'll just have to pull his football away. Um, a little, and a little earlier, she would look at just the head, and she'd be like, ah, it's the Charlie Brown Angolan. <laughs> just going through all of Southeast Asian mythology in this, <laughs> this special. Well, it is a super, it's the, you know, it's shake, rattle, and roll, Charlie yep. Brown. Um it's- yeah, and then he he turns all the way visible, and she's like, "Ah, it's a Jiangshi." Oh wait, it's Charlie Brown. <laughs> they look a lot alike. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, so she does pull away the football this time, and Charlie Brown falls on his back as usual, mm-hmm. um, with an og. But we have an og, you know, as you'd expect. But what's strange is then she he's all like, "I kicked the football." And Lucy's like, no, you didn't. I pulled it away. And Charlie Brown's like, I did it while I was invisible. And Lucy's like, no, don't believe you. And Charlie Brown's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Snoopy knows. And I did it. I totally did it. I know I did it. It's just weird because it's like Charlie Brown. I have never seen him when when someone tells him a negative thing, not immediately take that to heart. It's true. You know, so maybe um, it's good for Charlie Brown to have spent a day not being Charlie Brown. I mean, yeah, um, it, it gave him a new perspective. He does end the special with Snoopy, just like dancing off into the distance, yeah. like dancing with joy. I really so, like that. Um, I like, I feel like, you know, we've talked about how Snoopy can be a really obnoxious character, but it's when he shows this affection for Charlie Brown, like when they, when they were reunited in New York city, when he was there for the spelling bee, you know, that's when I like Snoopy the best. I, you know, when Snoopy and Charlie Brown are a team, nothing can beat them. Yeah, it doesn't happen often, but, no. you know, it's nice to see. But, um, yeah, you know, that's that's why. Because, um, yeah, when did they team up, they don't team up a whole lot. But, you know, when you see them do it, like in, you know, uh, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it works out special. for them. That's another great example. You know, Snoopy yeah. really does put so, together a great Thanksgiving spread at like the at the last minute. So, like, they should learn from this, but they won't because they're cartoon characters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so that all works out for them. Snoopy does levitate uh, Lucy again at the very end, so she's floating in the air. Yeah, and over the credits, Linus happens by and just sees his sister floating helplessly in the air, T-posing to assert her dominance. And (laughs) he just casually whips her ankle with his blanket, you know, his restored blanket. I guess they forgot about the whole part where it was cut into pieces, but maybe he's got spares. Yeah, yeah. And he just pulls Um, her down to the ground. And I guess guess touching the ground uh, cancels out the... uh, cancels out the uh, levitation like how you know when when uh when mario hits the the lava he loses the super mushroom and oh yeah 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 that 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 makes sense and so there's and of course she doesn't look she doesn't look thankful she looks frustrated that she that he had to help her and he just walks along like this happens all the time like another day another pulling my sister down from the stratosphere just taking it in stride. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, magic exists. There is, you know, nothing can surprise Linus anymore. 
that's true. I mean, it's this the special has pretty much like completely destroyed his worldview. Um, but I mean, yeah, if we found out tomorrow, like, yeah, you can actually do like real magic. I feel like that would kind of like, you know, you'd be like, wait a minute. What? Th- that changes everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, I mean, the define real magic you mean like this specific kind like the alchemy and stuff or like you know waving a wand and make things happen well i mean either yeah either one i feel like you know because either one would rep would indicate that our entire understanding of like the physical universe is incomplete at best yeah um i mean we already know that yeah (laughs) but like it would it would be such a you know like i mean come on you spent your whole life thinking you can't wave a thing around and make things happen. I mean, I, I, right. We, we all kind of assume that. So, yeah. um, it would be, uh, it would, it would be like that. It, it would be like that episode of star Trek where they find out that Jesus is real and they never comment on it again. Yeah. And yeah, speaking you know, of which it's, it's when did Snoopy lose his magical powers? When did he forget that he could do all this stuff? Oh, that's a good point. Um, because I assume there were plenty of peanut specials after this. Yeah, this one's from. If this one aired in 1985, then uh, there's pro- there's been at least ten since then. I guess the question is like, how much continuity do we have between specials? Do we assume they all take place in the same universe, or are they all just like you know their own self-contained things? Because there isn't a whole lot of like things that happen and then are referenced in a future special, no. right? Um, I guess it could be established that all of them start from the continuity of the comic strip. And then what happens afterward is, you know, in your imagination, because we just start fresh from the comic every time. Yeah, you know, I mean, never, that's probably they introduced all these characters in the comic strip that never get an official introduction in the cartoon. You know, I mean, Franklin was a big you know, a big deal when he arrived in the comics, but in the cartoon, it's like he's been there all along. Yeah, yeah. No one ever says, this um, is my new friend Franklin. No one ever says, this is my new friend Marcy. Yeah, that's true. So um, they're kind of, I mean, yeah, they're they're kind of, they're, they assume that you 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 know the comic strip, you know? It's like, come on, you know all these characters, you're, they're familiar with them. It's your favorite, it's your fun friends from the Peanuts Factory, you're, you're, you're the Ertnusa. They're all here. Um, but like, you don't need to have watched, you know, the great pumpkin to like figure out what's happening in the Christmas special. In fact, since there are multiple Christmas specials, it's kind of indicates that like, even they don't remember that there was a previous Christmas. They did a thing. Um, yeah. was, I mean, they introduced rerun a while ago, but I don't remember them doing the story about reruns birth. No, I don't think they did. Unless that was in the, uh, Peanut, the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show. I don't think so, because Rerun, Rerun was there before the Charlie Brown and Snoopy show. I remember, I think his first appearance was in one that we already watched. Uh, it's Arbor Day, Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah. I can't believe they made an Arbor Day special. That seems like a joke. <laughs> it does. It's like, where's, where's the Secretary's Day special? Where's the... <laughs> What are they going to do? Uh, what are they going to do? Children's Day. Yeah. Every day is Children's Day. As they... <laughs> no, no. Chil- um, no, no. Japanese Children's Day. You know, the one with the dolls. Oh, right. Right. Um, I don't actually think, did. I don't think Charlie Brown has an Asian friend. 
No, no, I don't think he does. Um, unless I know that. Didn't you think that Marcy was Asian when you were a kid? I, I, I did, but well, her name doesn't sound Asian, but I guess I don't know for sure. I mean, you know, uh, it, she could be. I guess um, we don't really know. They never. We never learned their last names, other than the oh, Van Pelts actually, and the I Browns. Think, no, we find out their last names in the Super Bowl one. Oh, so what's Marcy's last name? Uh, what is Marcy's last name? Uh, Marcy's last name is, oh, oh, she has not been, oh, oh, in, in You're in the Super Bowl, Charlie Brown, her last name is Johnson. In the Peanuts movie, her last name is given as Carlin. Interesting. So probably not Asian is what I'm guessing. Entirely, you know, entirely possible she might be, you know, she might be half Asian. Maybe her, maybe her dad was Private Carlin in Okinawa or something. Yeah, it's possible. I I had an Asian friend whose last name was Howard. So, yeah. you know. Um, uh, okay, so uh, as far as we know, there is probably not an Asian character in Peanuts. Um, uh, unless you count the t- the his- one where they learned history and they went back to work on the railroad and they had a lot of Chinese characters in that one. Mm. It was, you know... Um, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember if they were depicted as I would expect them to be depicted in a, you know, TV special. From Hopefully, they're the depicted 80s. a little better than the the Chinese kid in uh, Yes, Virginia. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunate. Yeah, I've seen worse, um, but I mean that was pr- that was not super great. Yeah, it was kind of like. Well, mm, the times are changing. Yep. That's yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but that, but that anyway. special had an Asian kid and two black kids, so it's still more diverse than Charlie Brown. Well, I feel like there was a Jewish kid in it too, wasn't there? Uh, there was a Jewish like candy store owner or something. And oh, okay. I, I don't remember if there was a Jewish kid. And okay, and neither neither that nor uh, Charlie Brown have uh, have a Hispanic kid in them. So, oh okay, well, uh, wow, wow, Charles Schultz, big wow, that's <laughs> yeah, a real big oversight. Yeah, especially considering your long running uh, friendship with Mister M- Melendez, you would think that you would in- include a uh, a Mexican kid for him. Wow, Charles Schultz is canceled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, no. Uh, I guess. I well. I I guess we'll have to wait for the Wee Pals special yeah. to get like some more diversity. Which well, actually is there. A, is there a Wee Pal special? I believe there's a Wee Pal special and a series, but they didn't call it Wee oh. Pals for some reason. They called it Kid Power. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Um, we'll have to take a look at that at some point. Yeah. Because um, I mostly remember Wee Pals as like setting up incredibly convoluted um, uh, puns so that they could like, you know, introduce, um, you know, uh, uh, important uh, figures in the history of diversity. Right. Um, like, hey, what do you think of August? Uh, you mean uh, August Wilson, the the award winning 
playwright blah blah and here's his here's his biography and then the kid's like oh, i meant the the, the the month in summer and it's like well, well at least, at least it ha- named a month after the famous playwright <laughs> yeah i guess it worked because i remember august wilson now so good on you we pals your soul circle was a success um <laughs> i didn't think the joke was very funny but like i said i, I remember the guy uh maybe one of these days i'll see one of his plays um but um anyway uh man i'm being really down on wee pals i don't know why <laughs> it's I, I perfectly fine pals, but i mean maybe it wasn't for me you know i mean i don't think it was very funny i think it was i mean i i think it would probably count as a serial piece comic strip it's yeah. just you know it's yeah, fine not a, not a it's ratchet, there but yeah not a yeah. reason but a serial it, piece yeah, it's more just like it's there and it's like, well, it's good for you. You know, <laughs> it's not funny, but you'll learn something. Yeah. So like far side you know. light. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, um, we uh, so Charlie Brown, I guess. Wait, what, what? I can't remember why we're talking about diversity and Charlie Brown. <laughs> because, it's probably a reason because Charlie Brown doesn't have an Asian friend because. Oh, that's right. Um well, anyway, uh, Snoopy um, brings him back to life. I mean, makes him visible again, <laughs> and and everything's fine. I guess that's yeah. that's kind of the end. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, I, I really I really like the ending where for once Charlie Brown comes out on top, and and he has Snoopy to thank for it. So there's yeah, uh, so it it backs up the idea that you know Charlie Brown is maybe a little too slavishly devoted to his dog, but you know, there's a reason for that because he knows how special Snoopy is, even if he doesn't yeah. express it in the healthiest way all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I like this again. I feel like it's kind of, a, it's weird for a peanut special. It feels like it was probably made over Charles Schultz's objections because yeah. it's not depressing enough. Um, and it yeah, ends on the only one I know he really objected to was uh, it's your first kiss, Charlie Brown, where Charlie Brown actually gets kissed by the little red haired girl and we learn her name. I mean, the thing is, I kind of agree that like it, it the little redhead girl works best as kind of this offstage character that like he always yearns for, but never actually gets close to. Yeah. Um, but I also think that like, they probably just make a special about the little redhead girl should probably not be in the specials. She should just be a comic strip thing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but I mean, Charles Schultz again, kind of, uh, you know, um, I know we talk about Jim Davis as being the real wild man, but Charles Schultz is definitely like an odd duck in his own way. Yeah. You know, like the guy who is like, Oh my God, we're going to make it. The, what if we made a special where Charlie, where, where Snoopy, um, you know, where Snoopy's a giant well, stuffed animal that goes on an adventure and we never say his name. And also, what if we did one where, uh, where Charlie Brown rollerblades, you know, or <laughs> I don't know what. Some of them are kind of, um, you know, kind of so, odd. Some of them you wonder how much input he had in, in them. And others, I mean, I mean, he considered it's the girl in the red truck to be his, uh, his magnum opus. Yeah, well, um, or actually, he uh, said it was gonna be, but it's not. <laughs> oh, he he really he had he had big faith in that one, huh? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, why? Well, I, I feel like that's oh, it was gonna be, but it's not. It's like, oh, really? What what went wrong? Too much, too much studio meddling. Oh no, it was the <laughs> Roger Rabbit, right? Roger Rabbit was the the problem because like if Roger Rabbit hadn't happened, we'd all still be talking about the girl in the red truck. God, I'm yeah. sorry, like Charles Schultz. I feel like it's like I'm sorry. He disconnected from reality. I mean, come come on. Yeah, you're going oh, to cast your truck. own daughter in you know the work of a lifetime. Yeah, I I, I feel like he was um, may, maybe you know what? Hey, it's good that it's good that you love your daughter. It's good that you think she's really good at rollerblading or whatever the hell she does. You know, it's good yeah. that you support her. Um, there's a reason that she hasn't gone into acting. You know, I I just and, think it's really funny that. This could be, this could be argued to be a nepotism thing, both for Charles Schultz's daughter and for Snoopy's brother. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's nepotism, Charlie Brown. <laughs> the new the new special. Everyone loves it. it's nepotism, Charlie it's Brown. Nepotism, Charlie Brown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Um, yeah. I. I. That is funny that he's like this will be. This is going to be a magnum opus. In what world was this going to be your magnum opus? I'm sorry, you're lucky that Roger Rabbit happened because it made fewer people could saw your embarrassment. Fewer people saw you like slip on a banana peel and fall headfirst into a toilet. Oh my god! Oh, the girl in the red truck is going to be big. People, everyone wants to see a girl drive a red truck back and forth. And then talk to a dog and say, yeah, hey, Spike, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they rollerblade and shoot coyotes and then I don't know, everything resolves itself. Why would you think this would be a good special? Why would you think anything that this is? And I love this, that, that uh, Spike is like, hey, my brother Snoopy, I'm going to write you a letter on this incredibly mundane thing that happened to me. I saw a girl in a red truck. I saw her multiple times. And then we went rollerblading. Anyway, the end. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Charles Schultz. I don't I do not I do not get that man. I don't get him. I just I just don't get him. We're different people, I guess. Yeah, it's, you know? But it's good that people who are so different from us, you know, can share their can share their completely insane worldview and not come across as, you know, you know, slavering madmen. It just seems weird. Yeah. But it's okay to just be yeah. weird. You know, if you're I don't feel like Charles Schultz's specific brand of weird harmed anybody. No, I mean, definitely in this world, there are so many evil, weird people. You know, we see them every day uh, on, you know, every, every, in every facet of life. So yeah, Charles Schultz, it's a, it's a, um, it's a harmless weirdness. Um, obviously, you know, obvi obviously he had stuff to say. And the things he said resonated with many people. So I'm glad it's out there. I'm glad people are getting uh, enjoyment and, um, uh, and getting something out of his, his work. Um, I just, and, and like, I, I think I've said in the past, sometimes I blow hot and cold on his stuff. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I get it. Sometimes I'm like, no, I don't. Um, but as a, as a person, I just find him, he see he seems like he had uh, he was a complicated guy. I'll say, yeah, you know, uh, not like me. I'm a simple man. <laughs> I'm a simple man with simple pleasures, and um, I That's guess because complex. I'm not depressed, 
I just don't get him, you know? But, yeah. Anyway, um, but, but I think, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's Magic Charlie Brown is probably the Charlie Brown special that appeals most to my, my simple brain. My, 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 my simple reptile brain that demands, like, easy solutions and happy endings. So yeah. I like it. If, yeah, if more Charlie Brown specials ended with, and then Snoopy learned a super magic spell that fixed everything, there'd probably be more. They'd probably like it a lot better. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, it's something it would be, it would be more for me, but like, ultimately it probably wouldn't be more, it wouldn't be uh, as personal to Charles Schultz, you know? Yeah. So and I know anyway, you have, good. I know you have plenty of personal creations in your own, in your own oeuvre that, uh, you know, the, the, there was a clear way to make them more appealing to the public, but you're like, no, I want to do it my way because it's me. Because no one else will say the things that I want to say. That's true. I, uh, you know, th- well, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's why when like, you know, everything I create, well, I create all these things when it's like, do, do you need to put so much, uh, so much fat stuff in it? Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> Following the inscrutable mandates of the soul. Um, uh, anyway. Uh, anything- include weird bugs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh shit! I think I I think I mixed up mandate and exhortations, yes. didn't I? Ah. <laughs> the inscrutable mandate of my soul. <laughs> See, no. Make a little birdhouse the inscrutable mandate of your soul. <laughs> no one else would have like been so intimately familiar <laughs> with this original source material to actually notice that I'd fucked it up. But that's why I like doing this podcast with you, Ethan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this is us, you know, jumping for joy as we dance away into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs>